OCRFM wish to advise the following program may contain information and subjects that could be deemed controversial in nature. The aim of the show is to provide an opportunity for listeners to discuss issues in a non-confrontational, fact-based manner. Should you wish to join the conversation, please feel free to phone the station on 5232191. You're listening to From Paddocks to Pride on OCRFM with myself, Sarah. This segment aims to help provide a voice for the LGBTIQ plus community, or as I like to call it, the umbrella. Our aim is to ensure the community is supported and to reinforce that you should feel accepted as you are in the town you grew up in. While my views are not representative of the whole community, extensive research has been done to aim to be inclusive to everybody and spread awareness and progress people's viewpoints. Our guest speaker this week is Lani. Thank you for coming back. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And, of course, this topic is embracing stereotypes. If you listen to some of our earlier episodes, you'd know that Alana definitely does embrace some of those stereotypes that do, or, sorry, are out there for lesbians. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Before we get straight into it, we'll start with news in our community. News in our community. So for those that keep up with social media and in particular reality TV shows, um, last year we had something pretty different, pretty exciting, I think, happen. So in Vietnam, on Bachelor Vietnam, there was actually two women that instead of falling in love with the Bachelor, actually fell in love with each other, which is quite different, don't you think, Lan? Yeah, it is. I think it's really good there. Yeah, I thought it was great because obviously everyone's keeping up with it all and it looks like it wasn't just a stunt that the TV show tried to get more viewers. It's actually a legit thing. Six months on, they're still travelling the world together, loving life, taking really cute romantic pictures together. For those listening, uh, Lani doesn't really like cute romantic pictures, do you? No. (laughs) <laughs> no, you don't seem too enthusiastic about it. It's also very interesting because reading up on it, in Vietnam, uh, marriages were actually LGBT, sorry, same-sex marriages were actually legalised in 2015, but weren't actually formally recognised by the government. So that would be quite odd. You think that, oh, okay, it's legalised, we've gotten married, it's all legit, but then the government's like, oh, well, it's not really. Uh, On the positive side, though, at least, it's not criminalised there. So at least it's not um, completely behind in the times. It's not completely, no, this is completely against the law being with someone of the same sex. So there are positives, but we've obviously a lot of places still have a bit of work to do before we can quite get there. We'll take a short break and we'll be back after this. May I have your attention, please? May I have your attention, please? 
You're listening to From Paddocks to Pride on OSRFM with myself, Sarah, and guest presenter this week, Fulani, for the topic of embracing stereotypes. So we've already identified that Lani fits into the L word, the L letter of the umbrella. So there are a lot of stereotypes that are applied to lesbians. Could you list some of those perhaps, Lani? Yeah, so um, we're all masculine or butch. We all have short hair. We're all sporty. We all move in on the second date of meeting a girl. It's heaps. Yeah, there are heaps. Um, What are your thoughts on those sorts of stereotypes? I think um, that about 90% of them aren't actually true. Okay, that's interesting. That, um, yeah, most of them aren't actually lived up to or never actually existed and people just made them up. <laughs> but there are a lot that obviously we're just like, yeah, and? And you just kind of move on, embrace it, like all lesbians wear flannelette, stuff like that. Yeah. It's like it's something that I know both of us wear when we go camping because it's comfortable. <laughs> yeah. And that's just like straight people do it too. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an interesting one. Uh, what about the sports stereotype, Arnie? Yeah, that's not every... Obviously not every free lesbian is a sport fanatic. Um, particularly, like, your feminine lesbians. Yeah, no, they definitely. They would probably not be into sport, but they could be, but yeah, yeah. it doesn't live up to that stereotype. Yeah, so stereotypes are often uh, generalised... Sometimes they're actually true, and that's okay. Sometimes it's, which is what we're going through with this episode, is sometimes it's just okay to embrace it and be proud of who you are and be like, yeah, you know what? I fit into that stereotype. Move on. I'm fine with it. You should be too. (laughs) Yeah? So when it comes to football, Lani's very enthusiastic with football. So she plays in a local league and very fanatic when it comes to watching the football. Do not interrupt her when she's watching the football. That's how you start a fight. (laughs) And very intrigued as well with the AFLW, so trying to support those women that are coming up. So it was very interesting when myself started playing football. So one of my teammates actually assumed my sexuality she actually assumed that because I was playing female football that my partner was also female and I find that interesting because there's actually more um sorry straight women that play football because for obvious reasons there's a higher majority of straight women in the female population than there are bisexual lesbian pansexual so it kind of makes sense that there's more straight women I don't know if it was certain vibes that I was giving off perhaps because I'm very femi would you say what yeah you are a bit femi femi in comparison to yourself yes (laughs) definitely (laughs) so for those that obviously are listening you can't see what we both actually look like Lani has like the shave sides I don't know how you describe the top sort of like a long fringy bit Okay, so with the AFLW as well, there are, of course, lesbians, bisexuals, um, 
probably pansexuals. I just don't know any off the top of my head. It's very interesting because there's actually a couple that played for Hawthorne that got married in March, which I think is fantastic, especially after I went to a speech from Jason Ball, who's the founder of Pride Cup, and he was saying that a lot of AFLW players actually hid their sexuality, so they took a lot of photos down from social media or anything, so they didn't cop a backlash from the community. And when I say the community, I mean as in the football community. And so it was really exciting that we got this news that Steph Carroll and Meg Hutchins, two key players, actually got married. That was pretty exciting that they felt like they could come out, they didn't have to hide their sexuality and they could actually embrace it, which I think is really fantastic. I also think it's amazing. Yeah? Yeah. Do you know any AFLWs off the top of your head that you can think of that are... No? No. I guess at the end of the day that that shouldn't be what they're known for. It should be for their how well they play the game as opposed to what their sexuality is. But anyway, so I feel like we're talking a lot about football. <laughs> Do we want to maybe change up the subject? What's another stereotype that you fit into? So obviously you've got other sports you're involved in. Yep, basketball, netball. Yep. Anything else that you can think of on the top of your head? Do you dive into relationships, you think? Uh, I have in the past. Mm. But that's probably just learning from experience. Yeah. Um, But otherwise, no. Wouldn't say I move in on the second date. Okay, so I'm guessing from that response you don't really want to elaborate on your love life. Not really. Okay, why don't we move on to a different stereotype? What about camping? Love a good camping session <laughs> that was very grammatically correct wasn't it Lan? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you're like mm, i don't really care okay so where do you like to go camping the river the yeah. murray specifically now i find this interesting that it's a lesbian stereotype because there's a lot of straight people that like camping there's also a lot of lesbians that don't like camping <laughs> so i i think it comes with that whole people assuming this whole masculinity with lesbians so they're kind of trying to assume that these typically seen as masculine things are to do masculine activities yeah exactly which is interesting because when you speak about cars i love cars lani loves cars lani doesn't know much about cars i love utes (laughs) and mustangs that is about as much as i love about cars oh okay well you still love them But it's very interesting because it's seen as like a masculine thing, whereas I know a lot of males that don't know how to change the oil and the oil filter. They have no idea. They wouldn't be able to even check their oil sort of thing. So it's very interesting what we have as these same toxic stereotypes. I guess, because it's assuming what we should and shouldn't do. So while we do want to embrace them, we also want to highlight that some stereotypes aren't always the best thing and it's okay to not fit into stereotypes. It's okay to, well, essentially be yourself. You should feel like you can be yourself. So while we're on the 
topic of cars, sorry, you mentioned that you're very into utes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's a bit of a stereotype? I do. Yeah. I think it's also interesting because another stereotype is Subarus being <laughs> a gay car, which is actually quite funny because I bought it after uh, – sorry, I bought it before I knew that. And I did a little bit of research because I'm like, why is it known as a gay car? And it turns out in the 1990s they actually marketed it at same-sex couples. And it wasn't to try and get more exposure – as I found out, it was actually because they found out that their customers, their women customers, were four times more likely to be lesbians. So they obviously realised that and they went, okay, let's use that to our advantage. Advantage. Obviously, we needed. Smart marketing. Yeah, obviously, we needed market at that, even though it was a little bit controversial and it was just like Subaru was known as gay car for a bit it was obviously smart marketing because if which is ironic because in the show called the l word one of the stars is a famous tennis player and she gets a sponsor via subaru oh really yep i didn't know that i still haven't watched all of that at the time she was never out as a lesbian until she got the sponsor subaru and she was the out and proud. Are you giving us, like, spoilers for those that haven't watched, Lani? Potentially. Yeah, maybe we should change topic then before you just ruin it for everyone. You should watch it. <laughs> I will. So, one thing that is definitely a stereotype, drag queens, something we both love. Yep. Yep. Why do we love drag queens, Lan? Sassy. So much sass. And that's seen as sort of a gay stereotype, that whole... Every gay person is a drag queen. Well, not just that, but that's that personality that comes with drag queens is what's that associated. Yeah, that they're sassy and it's not true. There's a lot of quite... So drag queens are obviously femi. But there are quite a lot of gay men that are quite masculine, seen as quite masculine. There are also drag queens out there that aren't gay. And it's very interesting as well because there's also drag queens that are women too. Yep. Yeah. So we kind of have these stereotypes in mind and we're kind of ruling out everyone else. Like, yes, there are... A lot of drag queens that are femi men, and that's okay. We should embrace those sorts of stereotypes, but at the same time realise that, no, not every drag queen is a gay male. There's also drag kings. We've seen a drag king before. We have. Yep. He was quite good, quite intense in his performance. Very. (laughs) I actually found it very interesting reading up. um, So the person that actually, so it's Justin, I can't say the last name because I'm worried I'm probably going to say it wrong. So the person that plays that character, she actually uses some of her hair to be able to do like the moustache, which I think is pretty Interesting, pretty cool. Found out heaps of interesting stuff from SBS Sexuality. Definitely recommend checking it out. Heaps of info on there on that website. 
Sounds good. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, no, I wouldn't have any idea. I haven't checked it out myself. So who are your favourite drag queens, Lauren? Art Simone. Art Simone. Just, that's it? Just Art Simone? Hair fill. Yeah. Fill my box? Yep. Yep. Pretty amazing. Do yeah. you know how bit cooler it would be if they could come down to Colac? Would if we could accept cool. them down here? Yeah. Yep. Be awesome. Should we start a petition? Sure. Sure. <laughs> I'll sign it. Yeah. We should try and get the... It would be really nice to see the community welcome something that's a little bit... Open their minds to something new. Yeah, definitely. Because I think a lot of straight people go and see them because at the end of the day, they are performers and what they do like obviously takes talent and they're talented at what they do and I think they're great. But anyway, actually, one thing that I would recommend is checking out Art Simone's Instagram. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Very interesting. (laughs) So now that we've talked about drag queens i think it's appropriate that we break for this song boy is a bottom by drag queen pop trio d w v uh you definitely have to check out (laughs) the film clip as well it's quite i think it's funny it's amusing it's interesting because obviously in the title you can understand it's got boy is a bottom this is something that we actually talked about in one of our previous segments with Jared about tops and bottoms. And it, I think it's important to point out as well, while some people don't fit into this stereotype where they have tops and bottoms, oh, there's a lot of gay men that do. There are a lot of gay men that identify as either a top or a bottom, and it's not appropriate to ask them because that's what they do in the bedroom, and not everyone needs to know that. <laughs> You're listening to From Paddocks to Pride on OCRFM with myself, Sarah, and guest presenter this week, Lani, for the topic of embracing stereotypes. So who's a queer idol or role model that you have? That's a good question. Um, I don't really follow too many famous queer people, but I guess Ellen DeGeneres is pretty up there yeah and she obviously has that stereotype where she's seen as more masculine yep. whereas is she still with Porsche I think so yep so she's quite Femi her partner and I guess talking about Femi is interesting because that's yes there are Femi lesbians out there but it's not really seen as a stereotype so we have the butch lesbian which I don't like the stereotype as because they kind of make it sound like they're not attractive. That's what the stereotype comes across. What's your opinion, Lon? Agreed. We are portrayed as not being able to look girly or that, you know, typical sexy female look. That's how we're portrayed. But in actual reality, you tend to get more feminine lesbians than you do butch. You reckon? Yeah. Which can make it really hard, especially in the dating pool, because it's like... It's really hard to know whether they're lesbian or straight. Yeah, you go out on the club, so... I guess that's why they put the stereotype as butch, because it's a clear defiant that they are lesbian. Yeah, but I guess that's why dating apps are so great, because it makes it so much easier. 
That is true. There's yeah, which actually brings us to another stereotype that lesbians try and seduce straight women. Never once tried to do that. <laughs> Why is that, you think? Because they're straight. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's this whole fear of rejection. That's why I don't wouldn't hit on anyone that I thought were looked straight or was I wasn't a hundred percent sure that they were gay or bisexual because yeah, that big fear of rejection. I find it interesting that that is actually a stereotype. I wonder if it's been misinterpreted just because maybe lesbians flirt with straight maybe. women. But also, like, straight women, when they're drunk, do tend to get friendlier. Yeah. And that can also have an issue because... Yeah, you can misinterpret you it. Know, I've done that are you before. Lesbian, are you just a drunk person, <laughs> you know, straight person that just likes to kiss? Yeah. That also makes it hard. Yeah, that does make it hard. And There's a lot of straight... Like, oh, no, I'm straight. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, oh, okay, well, that was very disappointing. That's why I love places. Um, went to Beta Bar in Melbourne and they have a singles night and instead of... I think I've talked about this before, haven't I? Where you they have, have to the, me, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I have on light, on air as well where they have the traffic light system but instead of having taken single blah, 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 they have interest in men, women, nothing, both, or they have taken. Yes, I think that that's really interesting. And they also have name badges as well. Like you could write your name on a thing so you could always write something on there I don't know I never actually saw anyone write their actual sexuality for instance there are asexuals out there that are interested in both sexes and obviously if you had a wristband that identified the fact that you were into both but you're asexual you didn't want to maybe have people come up to you try and make out with you for instance but I guess that all comes back to consent you probably shouldn't just lock lips with someone without asking them first or having sort of some sort of segue where it has been known that yes I do consent to this so sort of while we're on the topic of other stereotypes and other sexualities I think it's really important that I highlight at this point that bisexuality Bisexuality, when we think of it, is often stereotyped, unfortunately, as being promiscuous. So they're seen as people that just sleep a bit round with everyone and anyone. As with everyone in the community, we all have the people that we like, the people that we aren't as attractive to. Everyone has... Attraction. So obviously not every lesbian is going to be attracted to every other single lesbian. Everyone has a type. Yeah, exactly. And that's okay. But with bisexuals, it's also important to remember they are allowed to be promiscuous. Yes, it is a stereotype, but it's okay if they fit into that stereotype. We shouldn't make them feel bad for it or anything like that. I just thought I should point that out because I've been... trying to obviously read up a lot more, watch a lot more videos to be able to do these segments, and that's something that came up a lot 
was about bisexuals being promiscuous. And I think that that's really... I think when we talk about toxic stereotypes, that's one of them. And you're like, that's a little bit off topic, isn't it, Sarah? No. Fits in. (laughs) Yeah, it does fit in, doesn't it? This is about stereotypes, not just on lesbians. Yeah, it just helps to talk about lesbians because obviously you you identify as that, so... It's but you can go with the gay stereotypes that every single one is flamboyant. Yes, because we've, yeah, we've had Jared and he obviously talked a little bit about how he's very not flamboyant. So we're actually going to have him on the next episode. So we're going to talk a lot more about what happens when you don't fit into the stereotype. So I think we'll elaborate a little bit more on that next week. We won't steal his thunder <laughs> this week. We'll let him talk all about it because he's the, he has a lot of understanding when you don't really fit into those stereotypes. Yeah. So I think that that would be really good to have him on board next week. So I think it's time now for us to break for a song again. So we're going to listen to How to Tell a Girl is a Lesbian by Ali Hills. Now, this one obviously has a lot of stereotypes in it. <laughs> it's very interesting because, I'm, yeah, just listen to it and watch the film clip. Ali Hills is, I think, she's a good singer, but she's also a little bit funny <laughs> as well. You're listening to From Paddocks to Pride on OCRFM with myself, Sarah, and guest presenter this week, Lani, for the topic of embracing stereotypes. So we're at that part of the segment where we talk about events coming up in the community. So we talked a little bit about Pride Cup before. I didn't actually go into detail about it. So Pride Cup is all about celebrating the LGBTIQ plus community in our sports. So it primarily started with football and there's actually uh, one coming up in the on the 5th of May in Yarra Glen which is a Pride Cup. I think it would be very... I can't wait until the one comes down into Geelong. I'll be definitely checking that one out, watching that one. I think it's a really great thing to celebrate in our community because yes, while there are a lot of female players that are out now there aren't in male sports so we still have those stigmas there where they can't come out they don't feel comfortable with it and I think it this is a really great way to try and break through free of that and hopefully more people feel comfortable with coming out because I feel like there are some that are there they just don't feel comfortable with it what's your what's your thoughts on pride cup one i think it's a great way it shows support within the like the sporting community saying yeah it is okay for you to be out and proud yeah definitely so i guess that's a wrap for this week's from paddocks to pride on ocrfm so next week as i already said it'll be myself and we'll be discussing the topic of what happens when you don't fit into stereotypes with guest speaker Jared, who we've previously on before had on before, who's um, openly said he's gay. So that's it for this week and see you next week.